0: Welcome to My Ten Toes, a journaling project to document a few things from my life and the lives of others. December 5th, 2021, Sunday. I am too tired to do the podcast right now, journaling podcast. So I'm going to do it tomorrow because there are no deadlines. All right, well, it is December 6th, 2021, the day after I decided I was too tired. And, you know, I'm still tired. Funny how that works. Anyway, um, I have to prepare a talk for this upcoming Sunday for one of the wards. So I'm going to just... This a whirl with some notes that I've written down. Um, The uh, topic is taken from the Self Reliance program that the church recently published, uh, titled "Finding Strength in the Lord: Emotional Resilience." And uh, considering the current circumstances that we face uh, and others face in the world, especially with the challenges that come or have come and are coming as a result of the COVID pandemic. I don't think it's by chance that the state presidency feel inspired to emphasize this topic at this time in individuals' lives. I think it's always a, a topic that's a valid uh, resource that we can all use. Um... I mentioned a while back to a member of my family that I would be speaking on this topic in a state capacity, and they kind of smiled and knowingly said something to the effect of, the Lord gives you topics that you need help with. So, here I am. Um, And I'm sure I can do a lot better at some of the suggestions they have in this emotional resilience manual exercise, one of my... Habits that I do not have. Um, I mean, I do take a walk at least once a day at work, but that's very minimal as far as exercise. Uh, I know that if I exercise more, my body will be healthier and happier and all that goes along with that. At any rate, the Emotional Resilience Manual uh, is found in the Gospel Library app under the self-reliance section it's uh, as my voice (coughs) begins to change as i turn 12 tomorrow it's also available as a pdf on the church's website and also in a printed format at uh, deseret book or the distribution center It's a course that's designed to be taught in a group setting. However, the content can easily be adapted to a personal study program, ministering messages, family home evening lessons. You get the idea. At the beginning of the manual, the church has a brief explanation or caveat. I've never known how to say that word, caveat, caveat, I think, that says uh, this group is for educational purposes only. It is not group therapy or professional treatment for mental health issues. Here's a brief list of the chapters found in the manual. Building emotional strength in the Lord is chapter 1. Chapter 2, healthy thinking patterns. Chapter 3, our bodies and emotions. Chapter 4, managing stress and anxiety. Chapter 5, understanding sadness and depression. Number 6, overcoming anger. Number seven, managing addictive behaviors. Number eight, building healthy relationships. And number nine, providing strength to others, followed by number ten, moving forward with faith. Uh, I'm just going to share a few personal experiences along with some quotes from general authorities that will hopefully illustrate some of the principles found in this valuable resource that's provided by the church. Um I grew up in eastern Washington in a small farming community. My dad was a beekeeper for his profession when I was, oh, about deacon age, 12 or 13, uh, probably 12 um, at the time. Uh, My dad moved our family and his bees to North Dakota for the summer because of the amazing crops that they have there that provide for great... uh, honey or honey production, Um, clover being one of the many crops, but one of the more popular crops used for honey production. Because I was old enough to help out, uh, he took me with him to work in the bee yards, and this was my first time experiencing full-time work with my dad in the bee yards. And I remember uh, how invincible. Um, I'm gonna fix a typo there. How invincible I felt as I put on my own set of beekeeper's clothes. I wore a safari hat with tight woven mesh, and then on top of that, a beekeeper's veil that kind of looked like a box made out of a screen with seams on all four corners. And then some elastic around it that went around um, my safari hat to keep it tight. Leather gloves with elastic lined fabric on the top and bottom of them. And also a set of covering, um, I think they're called gauntlets, uh, for my pant legs and shoes to keep any bees from going up my sleeves, my pant legs, etc. And in short, I was covered from head to toe with protective gear to prevent the, uh, sometimes angry bees from stinging me. I really did feel like I was wearing a, uh, some sort of suit of armor that would keep me safe from any of the tiny creatures that we relied on for our family's living, should they become upset with what we were trying to do to, to, uh work with uh, with them and with the honey. I soon discovered that I had not tied the strings very tight on my bee veil. They kind of crisscrossed around my waist, or my, my front and around my waist and then were tied. And uh, because of this, I soon had two or three visitors inside my bee veil. Um, needless to say, I was as unhappy as they were, to be trapped in the same area. Um, and as I panicked and tried to get out of a hat and veil that instead of being a protection were a cage for me and the bees, um, I realized I was not so invincible um, after a few bee stings on my face and several tears, my dad helped me to get rid of my unwanted uh, visitors who, as you know, probably uh, want a bee stings you, that is the end of their life. They, uh, they lose their lives, uh, unlike wasps that uh, can sting multiple times. And uh, my dad helped me, you know, to down and made sure my hat and my veil or the the bee veil were properly secured and tied. Anyway, as I said, I didn't feel quite so invincible anymore. In fact, I felt pretty much terrified. Um, Maybe we have moments in our lives that are in some small way like this experience. We sometimes feel strong and filled with faith and at other times we feel stung by our trials and misfortunes. Maybe we have times when we aren't so strong and filled with faith. Um, I think an account of Peter's experience in the New Testament is something we can draw strength from. As we face some of our challenges, in Matthew 14, Peter was in a ship during stormy weather when he and the other disciples witnessed the miracle of Jesus walking on the water towards them. Peter asked, that's my bedtime alarm, Peter asked if he could come to the Lord by walking on the water. Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, uh, let's see, I lost my place. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? During those times when uh, I feel like I'm sinking in the storms around me, I hope that I and all of us can look to Christ and allow him to catch hold of our sinking, sometimes doubtful hands to pull us safely up from our challenges, however difficult or impossible they may seem and however long they may last. The principles taught in the Emotional Resilience Manual, to some extent, um, provide a, <clears throat> provide a level of preparation and protection when the storms of life surround us, and and they also um, help to prevent us from steering into some of those stormy waters that are part of our mor- mortality. Um, Richard G. Scott, when he was uh, early on in his service in the church, uh, he was a general authority at the time, he shared in a BYU devotional uh, talk um, that uh, he talks a little bit about some of these principles that are discussed in the, the manual. Um, And this uh, section is titled, The Drain of Worry. Some of us divert our best efforts from constructive accomplishment by investing them in mental anguish and continual worry. The Lord has taught me a great lesson about worry that I would like to share with you today. After a wonderful full-time mission where everything that has subsequently proven to be of eternal value in my life began to mature, I was sealed sealed in the temple to my lovely Janine. She had fulfilled her mission while I was serving mine. We began our life together with every expectation of happiness, having some understanding of the application of the principles of the gospel in our lives. I was blessed, I am convinced, through the kindness of the Lord, to obtain a job in a new highly developmental pioneer effort, to place a nuclear plant in a submarine. The work was fascinating, challenging, and absorbing. When combined with the natural growth experiences that come with the formation of a new family unit and church assignments, I found each day fully occupied. Within eight months, I was in the office of a doctor, being carefully examined to determine if I had ulcers. For weeks, each night, I would return home from work with severe headache, and only after a long, quiet period of isolation could I calm my nerves sufficiently to sleep briefly and return to work the next day. I began to prayerfully consider my plight. It was ridiculous. All I wanted to do was be a worthy husband and father and carry out, honorably, my church and professional assignments. My best efforts produced frustration, worry, and illness. In time, I was prompted to divide mentally and physically where possible all of the challenges and tasks and assignments given to me into two categories. First, those for which I had some ability to control and to resolve, I put into a mental basket called concern. Second, all the rest of the things that were either brought to me or I imagined I had the responsibility to carry out, but over which I had no control, I put in a basket called worry. I realized that I could not change them to any significant degree, so I studiously strove to completely forget them. The items in a basket called... No. Hmm, wait. The items in the basket concern, wait, the items in the concern basket were ordered in priority. I conscientiously tried to resolve them to the best of my ability. I realized that I could not always fulfill all of them on schedule or to the degree of competence I desired, but I did my conscientious best. Occasionally, as I sat in my office, I'd feel my stomach muscles tighten and tension overcome me. I would seize whatever activity, cease whatever activity I was engaged in and with earnest prayer for support, concentrate on relaxing and overcoming the barrier that worry produced in my life. Over a period of time, those efforts were blessed by the Lord. I again came to understand how the Lord is willing to strengthen, fortify, guide, and direct every phase of life. The symptoms of illness passed, and I learned to face tasks under pressure. Um, I think I'm going to skip over the rest of this, um, but I think that's a good start for illustrating some of the principles that are found in this uh, self-reliance handbook. Um, Plus, I need to have a uh, bottle of water when I'm speaking, because I am losing my voice right now. It's this, uh, darn problem with my vocal cords that I have, uh, due to acid reflux. But, anyway, those are a few thoughts that I've been working on to prepare. Some of them I have, uh, tweaked from previous, uh, Content that I've used, um, and hopefully, I can craft it in a way that will benefit someone somehow. And I'm going to bed. So, good night. <music>